Welcome to The Connection, a podcast to connect you to the parish of Yate. My name's Howell. And I'm Justin. We are your hosts sharing with you a series of spiritual tools to enable everyday Christian living in the parish of Yate. So in this episode of The Connection, we discuss what is in the New Testament. We look at why do we still uh, read old advice. We think about how do we know that what we're reading is accurate. And can we experience these things today? So the New Testament... Last week we talked about the, or last time we talked about the Old Testament and what it was all about and how it was a, a signpost really pointing towards the New Testament. Yep. Testament meaning promise, so the new promise that comes in the person of Jesus. So what is it? Mostly letters. You wouldn't have thought that. You say it's mostly letters. It's oh, nearly yeah. all letters. Yeah. So. We know that it's a big library, and now we found the section of letters. Yeah, okay. so, so, so it's 27 books. 27 books of mostly letters. Mostly letters. Okay. So if we take out the four Gospels, yeah. the Book of Acts, yeah. and Revelation, the rest of it's letters. Okay. So again, it's about understanding contents, isn't it? And context. Yeah. Uh, and I think we need to understand what these letters were all about. Exactly. We'll, we'll come to them in a bit. Mm. We have the, the Gospels, which are kind of eyewitness accounts of Jesus's ministry and yep. his teaching and what he did. And then we have some history, which is similar to the Gospels, but is the Book of Acts, which okay. is about the, the first Christians just immediately after Jesus. So to give us a time frame, Paul's letters were written 20 to 30 years after Jesus's death, so okay. it's very different to the Old Testament. Remember last time you said it was written over a thousand years. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So you're collecting stories yep. which are really old from all sorts of different yep. sources and things. Yep. This is basically right on from a ancient history point of view, yep. almost right on top of yep. the okay. event. Okay, so twenty to thirty years away. So events still very fresh, and then I guess it wasn't raw writing. There would be reference points that. You know, Paul would have written uh, and, and, and accumulated to support the letter. Yeah, so we can work it out because in the book of Acts, it's quite interesting. Uh, we have Paul's trial where he's up in court against uh, different Jewish leaders, like uh, Roman leaders like Felix and a couple of others. And what you notice is Luke, who wrote Acts, is a really good historian. Yeah. And you can date Paul's letters from the book of Acts. So Paul would say, you know, I went to Athens and I did this and I did that, then okay. I went somewhere else. Yeah. And you can work out when that was written yeah. by ancient Roman records of when Felix was governor in such a place oh, okay. and, and so Good. on. So, so that's the benefit of the New Testament is we're kind of getting into the into the world where historical data has become a bit more concrete now and you can actually you can look back and where it is referenced within letters and within acts that it, it is relevant to other time frames that you can relate to. So you can reference easier. Yeah, and, yeah. and because Luke is such a good historian and he and and a lot of his work is is confirmed by Roman records, yeah. you can use that as a time frame to get almost right on top of things. And okay. that's something that's only been done really in the last 40 years. 
Okay, and that's just, that's great, isn't it? And 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 I know within my own Bible, I do have a a time frame. You know, it allows me to understand the context of time with regard to the reference to the letter, and of course, let's even go back to the Old Testament or when things were occurring. So. That's really and, helpful, they are, actually. Yeah, yeah, and really important, isn't it, to understand what the New Testament is trying to deliver and, and to work out where, in the whole grand scheme of things, the birth of Christianity was. Yeah, and that's quite exciting in some ways. The other way you can de- de- date things as well is by the type of language that's used. Okay. So, as an example, if we found a letter which had the word groovy in it all the time, okay, we could surmise that that was written in the 1960s. Yeah, definitely, because it was a you know one of those... Yeah, I'm not saying it was used all the time, but it's certainly a, a word that's more referenced in the 1960s than anywhere else. Exactly. So yeah. you can pin things down. Like, for example, uh, each sort of decade or what have you, language and how we use language changes yeah. all the time. Okay. So obviously Shakespearean English is different to ours now. Yeah. And it was it was the same in Greek. Yeah. Is how the Greek language was used um, in certain areas of the Roman world is different and, and experts are quite easy it's quite easy for them to say let's say the letter to the Corinthians is written between fifty five and fifty seven AD okay. using both of those techniques as it were. Yeah. Right? Okay. Yeah? Okay. So it's all about referencing the language used to allow us to support the dating of content. Okay. That's it. Um the other thing is the reason that they're there, these letters, is because they're good. Okay. In other words, people have you found them useful. So yeah. Paul is writing, and, and other writers as well, are writing to churches who have very human problems. So, who are the? What are these churches? Jewish churches? Or, no, no, or they're just. Some of them are Jewish. Some yep. of them are uh, Gentile, and a lot of the letters are actually about the conflict between Jewish Christians and Gentile Christians. Okay, so. For example, Galatians is Paul writes that in in quite a rant. Really, he has a right go at them in there, okay. and uh, he's saying that the question that's arisen is: Should Christians be circumcised? Okay, all right. So you know, should they follow the Jewish law? Okay, but the, there's a deeper uh, purpose to that, which is why we've kept it because now we're not really worried about things like that. Yeah. But it's to do with the advice that Paul gives us to resolve conflicts in a community. Okay. So there's a lot of like we did the book of James back in September, didn't we? Yeah. There's a lot of really good, solid advice from James yeah. to us today, which is just as yeah. you know, relevant now as it was then. Yeah. And I can see how yeah, absolutely. And I guess here you are, Paul and James they were witness to the life of Jesus. This is, like like you referenced Paul's letters, this is kind of 20 to 30 years uh, after Jesus had died. Um, and I guess they're right at times to be quite angry in their letters because they want to ensure that the teachings of Jesus was continued. Yeah, and, and they, what, what they're trying to do really is to uh, make sure that what is transmitted on because they didn't have a, a Bible to reference back to, yeah. they wanted to make sure what was transmitted on is is the truth. Really. Yeah. And, and as well, they're still working stuff out. You know, yeah. it, it's not, it's early days. Yeah. The other thing that's interesting in Paul's letters is there's a lot of songs in them, a couple of, well, quite a few songs, and they're songs that we still sing now. So the song, uh, At the Name of Jesus, is a song which predates Paul's letters. Oh, okay. Okay. So a lot of the a lot of the things that we sing in church are ancient Christian songs. Wow. 
which go right back before Paul. Yep. So it, it, it's our heritage in that sense. It's astounding, isn't it? Because even now you'll get you get people within the congregation that will come to you and say that the song really spoke to them. And so yeah. here we are, an ancient song that still has relevance today. And I guess that's the that is the the the, the vein uh, to a degree artery of of the Bible. It yeah. always rings true to even modern day context. And that's the that's the thing is that the advice that Paul and James uh, and many others give mm. to these communities about ordinary everyday things, yeah. life in general, rings true because their solutions and their advice is is just mind blowingly brilliant. It's amazing, isn't it? So so human problems being addressed by letters and by writings um, uh, with that feature within the Bible. Yeah, so it's quite a lot of that. And the other thing that comes up as well afterwards is the is the Gospels. Now, the reason they're written slightly later, they're mm. written uh, 35 to 60 years later, is the reason they were written down is because the apostles started dying off. Okay, so they needed to archive their, their teachings and their wisdom. Basically. So yeah. it's a bit like the same motivation with the Old Testament. It was after the destruction of the temple. They were yeah. worried that they would lose their identity. Yeah. So they, and all these old stories, so they wrote them down in order to make sure they are codified and, and can be passed on more easily. Yes. And that's exactly what they did with the Gospels, really. 35 years isn't that long. So we were talking before about an event. Can you think of an event that you can remember from 35 years ago? You're not that old. No, I'm no. not that old at all. So I guess, you know, 35, if not 30, 38 years, which is, you know, I guess is my birth. That's a great thing I've remembered. <laughs> yeah. But, but I, I, you know, I, I'm aware that around the time that I was born, there was... Um, the Iranian embassy in London was bombed uh, and was stormed by SAS because there was a hostage situation. And it's relevant to me because I, you know, had a short time uh, within um, the Royal Brompton Hospital receiving treatment there as a baby. Uh, and so I've that's been a point in my time that's always stayed with me because it was happening at the same time as my uh, my family were worried about me as a baby post post uh, post treatment. Um, so. Yeah, so there's a point in time that I can remember there. Yeah, and, and if you wanted to find out what happened then, yeah. right, it's a public event. Yeah. So you'd be able to ask people well, what happened and yeah, they'd be yeah. able to give you reasonable evidence that would stand up in court. Yes. So the example I, I picked is the, the Battle of Orgreave okay. uh, from 1984, uh, which was a, a big turning point in the miners' strike. If you went down the Miners Welfare Club in Aberdeer, yeah. you would listen to a lot of blokes going on about that quite yeah. a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and you would be quite easy to find out what happened yeah. by questioning witnesses. Yeah. So we we think, oh, there's this big sort of mythology that the Bible has written, you know, hundreds of years afterwards. But these stories are almost from an an ancient historical point of view, almost right on top of them. Yeah, okay. So if you were thinking about Hillsborough, for example, yep. and you went to Liverpool and said, you know, what happened in the Hillsborough yep. tragedy and you didn't have TV, people would be able to explain to you. Yes. And and that was admissible in court when they had the inquiry 30 years yeah. afterwards. Yes. So that's something that's... The other thing that's important to remember is the gospel and Jesus' teaching happened in public. So the descriptions we have of where Jesus preached, what he said, where he went, they sound 
Jewish and as well, the details given in those accounts ring true with the archaeology that we have from the time. Okay. So if I said, say, Battle of Orgreave, I said, I wrote something down now. It said, the Battle of Orgreave happened in a rural community full of sheep and it was all marshy, right? And hardly anybody lived there, yeah. right? And I wrote that down. That wouldn't survive no. because people who are still alive now would say, no, Orgreave's in an industrial part of South Yorkshire yep. and this, this is what happened. Yeah. And what is interesting with the Gospels is that when we look at, say, the descriptions of Capernaum, the descriptions of um, uh, Galilee and where things happened and where Jesus went, because Luke, who wrote Acts, also wrote the Gospel of Luke, yep. and he's quite detailed about where Jesus went, what he did and so on even to the birth narrative, you know, he dates it when Quirinius is governor of Syria. Yeah. Now, Quirinius was governor of Syria. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you kind of worked that out, you know. He was, he was governor of Syria twice before we have someone in the comments saying he was. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, uh, so that's an important thing. So the next question, I suppose, to think about is, if you were a policeman, Justin, mm. right, and you were questioning two people about uh, a murder. Yeah. And they were witnesses to the murder. Would they give exactly the same story? Now you'd like to think they would, because it would mean it would be concrete evidence. But I, I'm going to err on the eye that you probably wouldn't get the same story twice. You would get a, especially if they've not met each other before, and those yeah. two witnesses. I think the perception of the individual would be different. Yeah. So they'd be always looking at it from a different tack. Yes. So, for example, um, and, and details would change in the story. Yeah, but I think the core would be consistent. Exactly. You'd be, so you'd be able to try and separate the wheat from the chaff to a degree, look at the core, the core component of what you're trying to gain from the witness and be able to collaborate, collaborate together. Even though they've not met each other, there will be a consistent element and there'll be the fluffy bits around the side. Exactly. So, yeah. so what you'd have things like, for example, uh, if there was a murder, somebody would say, oh, we got in a car, yeah. and it was a blue car, and I'm sure it was a Ford Fiesta. Yeah. And then somebody would say, oh, we got in a car, I'm not sure of the colour, and it was a Honda Civic. Okay, yeah. yeah. Right? Okay, so now, we, we know that he got in a car. car. So we, got, yeah. <laughs> we know he got so, in a car. So there's absolute concrete evidence. Well, that... we know it was a medium-sized car. Yes. Now, what we see in police will tell you this, is that if witness statements are identical yeah it shows that someone's fiddling it okay because it lacks the flavor that we've just mentioned where you get a little bit of yeah, yeah. exactly so sometimes it'll be in the gospels because we've got four witnesses there matthew mark luke and john but if we just think about matthew mark and luke who are the more historical uh, gospels in the sense john's gospels got a lot of philosophy in it and other yeah. things yeah it's quite different but if you if you looked at it, sometimes there'll be three people following Jesus, other times there'll be two people following Jesus, you know. So they they, they do vary in detail, and yeah. what that tells us is they come from different sources that independently agree. Okay, okay, okay. If you see it like that, yeah. So so if someone says to you, oh well, you know, what about this then? What about that then? From the contradictions, the contradictions actually are better evidence that there's been no mucking about with it yeah if that makes so sense. as you traveled around there was a, a consistent message that's right so yeah. that's right and also as well the other thing to think about with 
the New Testament is Jesus. People often say, how do you know Jesus definitely said that? Mm. Right? Now, if you look at the parables, for example, yeah. they are 90% identical in all the Gospels, but sometimes there's some slight differences. Okay. Now, the interesting thing with that is, one of the major theories is, is Jesus preached these parables multiple times. And if he's, if you think of any speech that you're doing in a, say in a political campaign, if you're going around for a yeah. general election, yeah, you'll give the same speech, yeah, but you'll do it in a slightly different way, yeah, definitely. So, and you see, like if I'm preaching at the ten forty-five at St Mary's in the morning, yeah, and I'm preaching at the six thirty at St Peter's in the evening, even if I've got the same text, I'm, I'll preach something slightly different, yeah. But the message will be the message is the same, same. absolutely, and, that, and that's influenced by, you know, local events uh, and and just you know even the, God working with you can easily influence the way that you will develop and, and deliver your session. That's right. So I think that it's to do with, so the reason, for example, we have the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew's Gospel and the Sermon on the Plain in Luke's Gospel, yeah, is he probably did them both. Yeah, okay. It's probably the sermon on the seaside and the sermon somewhere else. And But the similarity is the contents of the sermon, but it was just a different location. And, you know, we were very aware that, you know, Jesus would travel, wouldn't he, from place to place to ensure that the message was delivered. Uh, and, and when you're referencing that, the context is going to be somewhat similar. Um, and, and you're right, you're absolutely right. There, there, there were many places that he would have visited. That's right. So the thing is, the guys who are um, writing down Jesus' word mm. wouldn't have heard them once. Mm. They would have heard them 50 times. Yeah. So the Beatitudes, they would have heard many, many, many times. Yeah. And the the parables, they would have heard many, many, many times. Yeah. So it it's one of those things that... And parables and things like the Beatitudes, which is poetry they're actually very easy to remember yeah. because they're stories, Okay, if you see what I mean. Yeah, so, yeah, definitely. Um, so that's that's important um, to remember when we're thinking about the history and accuracy. Yeah. And maybe this is it, to bring it right back to the beginning of what we were talking about last time with the Quran, is the Quran is the literal dictated words of God that's what Muslims believe in a okay. sense so Muhammad is like God's secretary who just writes down what he's told well sorry to the Muslims yeah. uh, because Muhammad was um, illiterate but Muhammad um, passes on to someone who is literate yeah. the literal words of what God has literally told him to tell someone else to write down Okay. okay? okay. Right? the difference is with the Gospels and, this is, and with everything else in the Bible is it's got that field of human perception in between. Okay, like an eyewitness perception of it all. Exactly. So the eyewitness of the the Gospels are eyewitness testimonies of yep. something that has happened. Yeah, okay. And these are credible people, you know. Oh, yeah. And, and continuing to live beyond Jesus' time uh, to allow us to learn from those teachings. And, of course, very fueled by the fact, like you said, that they're, they're coming to the end of their time and they want to ensure that they continue... Like uh, the, the ancient, um, uh, what's the word? Uh, Old Testament, um, uh, the, the ancient text reinforced in the Old Testament that there was a there was a strong need to learn from them. And That's so, right. Yeah. So these eyewitness testimonies were essentially uh, 
written down to allow us to learn today. That's right. And, and I think as well, the other big difference, which is really important, is that Jesus, from a Christian perspective, is the word of God, not the Bible. Okay. So Jesus is the word made flesh. Yep. So what the full revelation of God is the person of Jesus. And what the Bible is, are I or the New Testament is, eyewitness testimonies to that person and i that's the and i think that's very important for us as Mm. as christian people is that reading the bible enables us to become more like jesus and be jesus's today yeah um and i'll just finish with this one little example of that really is my favorite story from the um New Testament is the story of the road to Emmaus where after Jesus dies uh, there's two guys walk into Emmaus and they've heard these stories about a rever- about Jesus rising from the dead but they don't believe him because they think they're silly and what happens is they're, they're walking down the road and Jesus explains to them where in the Old Testament was pointing towards him and his resurrection but they don't realise that they're talking to Jesus. And then when they get to Emmaus, they beckon him into um, their house and then they share the bread and wine. And he, Jesus breaks the bread and then they realise Jesus has been with them all the time. Yeah. And it finishes with a wonderful line, didn't our hearts burn within us as we walk down the road? And if you talk to Christian people throughout history and today is when they're in the presence of Christ, even if they don't recognise it, yeah. they have that same experience of their hearts burning within them yeah. as, they walk, uh, as they walk through life. Yeah. So that experience that the, happened at the road to Emmaus is the same experience I have had, I'm sure whether you have, yeah. But, yeah, so that many, many, many people have today because the essence of the Bible is to record these experiences of Christian people or Jewish people and we have those same experiences today. We hope you've enjoyed this week's episode. And don't forget you can get in contact with us on Facebook and on Twitter. And we'll also find us on Instagram. Oh, yes, Instagram, yes. And on our website, which is yateparish.org. Don't forget, this is an interactive show, so we really value your comments. So put your comments on SoundCloud or any other platform that you're listening to, and we'll get back to you. And we look forward to joining you next time.